Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100% fuck yeah, join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going and at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned, this is not your grandma's podcast. And at some point or another, it just feels right to be like, so we're at episode 42 of the Just Podcast. This is super exciting because every time there's a new podcast, it's like a new milestone because there was a point in my life where I didn't think we were going to do one podcast. Now we've done 41 of them, so it's pretty exciting stuff. Okay. And um, guess what? We've we've officially started, Queenie. Isn't this exciting? This is how this is how it's done. So um, so this is an interesting uh, podcast, an interesting dynamic. We're doing some experimenting. We're trying some things out. Uh, you may notice that there's a very loving and familiar voice missing today. And this is part of the new dynamic that we're creating here at the Just Podcast. We're having a, a group conversation with some new friends and some contributors to the podcast. So um, with as much pressure as possible, why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves? Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, we're live, so. Got it. I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you. Here, and, here's the thing. You're going to be called on regardless, right? Yeah. So the camera's pointed to you, Queen. That, that's my cue. Yeah, we don't we do not do the whole start to the left or start to the right thing. We just pick at random. Oh, right, right. No structure. Um, so just, just tell us, like, who you are and whatever you feel like you're compelled to share in the moment. Okay. Hi. I'm Queenie, often known as the Chaos Harmonizer, or rather this week, it's more been Miss Hulk. Miss Hulk. Yeah. Like, Ooh, moving will do that to you. Stresses. It's, it's getting to me, and so Miss Hulk likes to come out and play, and I gotta go put her back in a shelf. And then Queenie comes out. Alright. <laughs> right on. So, so, so the Chaos Harmonizer. So, why don't you tell us just 30 second view of like, how does somebody get a nickname like the, the Chaos Harmonizer? Through creation. Oh. Shout out to River Collective. Nice. <laughs> AKA Brandis Truth. So, yes, AKA Brandis Truth. Uh, really, it was just through looking at who I am as a person and then taking into what are some of the things I enjoy good at, kind of like the creation of the gist. Right. Right? Of like, really, you get to take on what you want to. Yeah. And for me, my own little quote through that is, you have to ride your own wave of chaos to clarity. So what Absolutely. I mean by that is when you have a problem, you sometimes can't solve it right away, and you certainly can't shove it under the carpet. That's powerful. So, so what you're saying is that sometimes there's some turbulent waters to get across the sea. Yeah, and you have to embrace them. Yeah, you got to like go, yeah. or otherwise you're just going to wind up at the harbor and not see anything, not that's, create anything, not yeah. touch anybody. Cool. That's exactly it, and that's where harmony or harmonizer comes in, because there's nothing to fix. Because there's nothing wrong. It's just the way of life. And it's in harmony. That's awesome. I love it. Cool. Well, who else feels compelled to introduce themselves? 
Uh, <laughs> and just so everyone knows, uh, David is here with us. You probably, he, you might even hear his voice or may have already heard his voice from time Every to time. Yeah. So he's around. He is here. I'm going to be super awkward he's and weird with people. He's, being, he's walking around with a camera being as creepy as possible. It's, and he's doing a fabulous job. I'm actually <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I guess a little bit about me. My name's Richard. Um, I am the Coding Ninja brand master. Wow. Um, yeah. That is so badass, man. I need to, like, who helped me with my name? I need a name. The Coding Ninja Brand what was it? Master. Brand Master. Yeah. Damn. That's but awesome. You, you're the kick, kick-ass financial makeover I, specialist. I, I am the kick-ass financial <laughs> makeover specialist, and I'm being humble, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, tell, tell us more about yourself and, like, yes. how do you get a nickname like that? You uh, get into branding and you brand yourself. <laughs> That's really what it came down to. Um, I saw just um, an opportunity to help people tell their story. And that was just the highlight of my life and my career so far. And uh, it just kind of, somebody called me it one day, and it's just stuck. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then Coding Ninja, just because, you know, I like to write code, and I can do some stuff like me split. And everybody wants to be a ninja. Good. So great introduction so far. We actually have a returning guest, a sequel. So why don't you tell the world who our returning guest is? Um, I am Nicole Hartley Bradford, still. Nicole Hartley Bradford. Mm -hmm. the, I would say the superstar from Aww. episode 39 or 40. Because uh, you, you, you were, uh, we were talking earlier about how David and I have a lot of experience in popping people's podcast cherries. You were one of those mm -hmm. lucky ladies. Yeah. And you, you're, oh, that so sexy. You, you're, you've been also involved in a little bit of just podcast cherry popping as well because due to your episode that you're on we got our first email Aww. our first our first awesome. write-in so that was because of you so why don't you remind everybody who you are and what you're up to in the world well everybody including myself um I, exactly I <laughs> see that's probably the most honest thing you'll ever hear on the podcast is like tell everybody what you're up to yeah well i'll let myself in on that as well because we're <laughs> kind of figuring it out the whole way right, right. Uh, I heard your like tight like descriptions and I'm like oh I surely have one <laughs> I might need to talk to you about that hey there um, you go today maybe what's most real is that I I am an up-and-coming elder of the village that it takes to raise children obviously that's the line we know best but also to initiate them into adulthood, keep them as adults juicy and strong, and then justly honor elders. Um, and doing all that in a way that ensures that the, the earth will thrive too while we're on it. Wow. 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 Um, That's we, profound. I may or may not be able to mention this just yet on the podcast, but we are going to have somebody here named by that goes by the name of the Lyrical Pitbull. And if that name was not, if that name wasn't taken yet, it's almost like Nicole could jump right in there. Because man, you got some sharp ass words and language that you use, just in rolling. A bit more gentle than a pit bull. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like a husky. Ah. Can I just can I just put wolf up there? Cause, sure, cause we'll go know, with that. Every yes. time I see a, wow. a dog, I'm like, you are an 
and your wolf was your ancestor. Do you know that? <laughs> Chihuahua, Great Dane. Yeah. All come from wolves. Right? They were not, are not exactly lap dogs. Uh, this is exciting stuff, guys, because um, you guys are all here for, we're all here for a common reason, right? And, and this is kind of how these conversations go. You're welcome to jump in. But, um, you know, what David is up to is, is, is rocking the world and, and making a difference for people and keeping it fun, light, and easy. And uh, what, I'm, what I'm clear about now is that my purpose in the world is just to make a difference for people. And that can look you know, a zillion different ways, depending on what it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm clear that that can go from holding the door for somebody or smiling at a stranger to be in the ear that somebody needs when they just need to a mind dump to, you know, helping somebody completely transform their financial future to, you know, it could be any number of hats at the time. And, and that's what I'm committed to is, is being the, the fill in the role that I need to fill when the time is appropriate. So, uh, I always joke and say, like, I got shit to say, man. And <laughs> maybe nobody wants to hear it, but that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is is that um, people have heard us, and that's really exciting. And I know for a fact that we've made a difference for people. And that just lights me up. And it has me coming here on Thursday nights and Saturday mornings. And it has me talking to cool people like you and asking you, like, hey, do you guys give a shit about stuff? Cool. You want to come and, like, make a difference and rock the world? So that's kind of what we're we're here doing. So it's really exciting to have some, uh, dare I say, disciples in the room. So what are you guys thinking for yourself? What's happening? Like, how cool is this to be on your first podcast? It's a little uh, mind blowing, actually, just being able to sit down here and you know, don't even—I don't even notice the mics. I don't know yeah. anybody else, but it's just—it's yeah. like how we've sat down and had conversations before. Yeah, minus this ninety-degree elbow yeah, in your way. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and that's the thing, right? Like once you start getting into, if you want podcasting, really, what we're doing is recording. A cool conversation. That's really what's going on at the end of the day. Is there's cool people in a room and we're talking about cool stuff, and we're happen to be recording it, and then we call that a podcast. Yep. Right? It's really cool. This is actually my second. So, <sighs> <gasps> Queenie, you're seeing other people. I. <laughs> that so, relationship has podcast. officially ended. Okay. It's okay. Fair enough. It's so now you, just commitment. <laughs> you have been on a podcast before, though. I have, yes. Okay, cool. We did some of the camera filming. All right. Um, so a lot of nerves got out the first time, but it was very... And it was different. It was very structured, whereas this is more of a conversation flow, and you're really just sharing whatever comes up. Yeah, and speaking of which, like right there, you, you kind of struck a chord. I'm just curious to know what your guys' thoughts or feedback is about that. Like, what is it that has us get all weird and nervous about, you know what I mean? Like... it's like okay we're recording and the minute someone puts the camera on or or Mm -hmm. the microphone or says we're recording then it's all of a sudden you feel all this pressure like someone's got a camera like six inches from (laughs) your face and like you're worried about how you might look on on the camera or whatever like what is that for you guys is there do you guys deal with that ever like oh get who wants to come to the front of the room and share and then you look around (laughs) you look around and you see a crowd full of adults and no arms in the air it's like what is going on here I got I got to the point where I was like I'm just gonna wait for somebody else because I'm up at the front of the room all the time. But yeah, so do you guys deal with that at all for yourselves? I think uh, getting up in front of the room and sharing isn't nerve wracking until you get up in front of the room and start sharing. Yeah, you're all brave. You're like holy crap, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think I want to go sit back down. For me, it was 
for me, I was the one who was like, me, 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 and ran to the front of the room and then shared and shared and shared. And where it really started to not work out for me was when afterwards someone would be like, oh, you really took a long time, or you said that thing twice, or... And, and right. the feedback was like discouraging. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I should think again about my enthusiasm and check it. You know what? Yeah. And then you and then you start to create those like those filters for living, right? Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. There was a guy today at, at a, a networking meeting that I was at, and he stood up and said something about our quote unquote thirty minute infomercials. Well, do you guys think I was at a networking meeting where everyone had a thirty minute infomercial? Oh, God. No, it was 30 seconds. But yet still, I mean, I knew right away what he meant. But yet six people felt the need reactively to be like, 30 minutes. <laughs> like, it's just funny. Like, I just find that funny that we're like big kids. Well, he meant 30 seconds. Can we just get past the fact that he said 30 minutes by accident? Like, it's not a big deal. right? I just think that's like hilarious. And that's where partially where that comes from. It's like, I don't want to say anything because I'm not sure exactly what I'm about to say. So if I say something weird or trip over my words, everyone's gonna roast me and I don't want that to happen. So I'll just stay seated, right? I call that the need to perform. Like every time if I'm at the front of the room, right. it's it flips a switch. Like I have to be ready to perform. Otherwise, right. I'm not gonna go up there. Do, do you have any hacks for that? Like how do you deal with that? You put on a persona. Oh God, <laughs> so it's a performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not only I feel the pressure of a performance, I put on a performance. Right, right. So I'm not me, though. That's right, I rob, yeah. I rob the ability of actually fully expressing myself. Right, and who are you robbing? Everyone, along with me. Yeah, you number one, and everybody else, right? Robbing the world of your brilliance, right? Sweet. What's up with that? <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious, because the thing is, well, here's what I do, and I'm just practicing stuff. I made a post on Facebook like last week and this happened before uh, I made a post and I, I wrote the word bank and when I wrote the word bank I accidentally put the N in front of the A I didn't notice I didn't think anything of it and someone like totally sweetest girl ever innocently wrote oh is it, and, and, the, and the post had to do with a trick question so she goes oh is this a trick question or a typo <laughs> <laughs> so I commented back and I said oh you know the Facebook, I can't remember what I said, something about the Facebook grammar police. I said, man, like somebody's always on duty, hey? Just kidding around. And I said, but you didn't answer the question because I still wanted to engage. Is, but what's interesting about that is, is, is that kind of stuff, especially around grammar, really triggers me because that's a, been a lifelong emotional issue for me, <laughs> right? And, 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 and everybody likes to pretend like, how are you an English major, a mathematician, and a science expert? I don't get it. Like, you guys are really smart. Like criticizing people's English. Like the English language is very tough. I suck at it. But uh, anyway, I just posted that. But here, here's why I, I keep reminding myself. I'm not uh, an unconscious competent yet with this, but I realize that that's actually not about me. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes. They're not trying to help or contribute or maybe they are indirectly, but that's not about me. It's like, they're like, Jumping up and down in the corner, waving. Oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. Hey, man, you spelled that word wrong. And it's like, look over here at me. I got it right. It's totally about them, right? It might not be that literal, but that's what I remind myself. Even when I go to the front of the room, if somebody, not everyone's going to like what I say or get what I say. And if they have the need to like criticize it openly like that, pretty sure that's not about me. 
Right. And when it's about something even more personal, like for you, that's a big trigger because of your experiences in the past, I'm guessing. Yeah. And sometimes when it someone jumps on something else, right, especially on social media, and it can come across pretty trolly. <laughs> and how to meet that, like how to meet that in a way that has grace and yeah. and maintains that person's dignity. That's been an interesting exercise I've been playing around with a little. Right. Because you get to, if you check yourself for one second and you ask yourself, okay, which version, which Nicole is about to answer this statement or this, mm. right? Which one? Matter of fact, a lot of the posts and stuff, sometimes now I'll just do an emoji or, or nothing at all. Yeah. Because I actually don't need to respond. I don't that's, have to. That's right? a good question. Like the point you make that it's, a, it's that person making it about themselves. And I can either kind of pull back the spotlight and go, no, this is about me. <laughs> this is my thing. Or I can be like, sure, let's make it about you for a minute. Uh, you know, wow, interesting that you'd say that. Yeah. I appreciate you pulling out my, you know, helping me with my editing. That is hilarious. <laughs> or, or to be yeah. like, cool, that, that's, wow, good catch, good job. Well, what about the question? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of... I want to hear from you now that I've got your attention. There was another <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, and, and I had to do a little bit of cleanup work here because she thought she really hurt me, and she didn't at all. But another girl that I know was like, oh, to so-and-so, the person who made the comment, she's like, you're my kind of girl. And then I said, oh, well, what do you mean she's your kind of girl? Tell me more. And then she was like, right, she told me when she was, when I read that, she, I was like, uh-oh, like, what does he mean by that? Like, and it's funny too, right there, how she, her mind started to go to work, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, oh my God, did I do something wrong? What happened? She started to negatively speculate that like she was the worst person ever all of a sudden. And there wasn't even anything going on, right? But, um, but that's what I call, I kind of called her out. Like, okay, well, come play with us. What do you mean? She's your kind of girl. Tell us more. <laughs> get, get into the conversation, right? Bernie <laughs> just wants to play. I had somebody, uh, I had somebody once private message me mm -hmm. and say, and I, I think I quote, I hope you're a better financial advisor than you are a speller. Check your post. And I was like, wow. So you can imagine I might have been a little triggered. So <laughs> I just, I simply responded back, thanks. Like, mm. thanks. Because <laughs> more than likely, even though maybe I don't get that kind of humor, but more than likely they were like, hey, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Check your post, you know, like probably totally innocent, right? So that's why I just chose to be, I just like, all right, well, thanks. And then I fixed it and great. Hey, appreciate it, right? But it really doesn't matter to, to me that much because if I say 30 minutes and I meant 30 seconds, likely you know what, you, you get the context for what I'm saying, mm -hmm. right? So I don't critique people on that. Hey, you, for, you were supposed to have a punctuation, like an exclamation mark there, not a period, man, like smarten up, right? <laughs> I've had a debate about this. There was a LinkedIn post. And it was from a business coach, and I, I had this struggle with myself, like, do I comment? Do I not comment? <laughs> do I tell them about it? Do I message them, or do I comment on it? Is it, like, an integrity thing for them? And ultimately, I just sat my butt back down. I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> I got scared, too. And what I'm hearing from the conversation a lot is people are going to say what they're going to say, especially online and social media, on the web. And it goes back to our intention. Like the way Vernon and Nicole, you were talking about how you responded to those comments. It right. was you representing yourself to 
what was the intention of my post? What was I actually getting at? Like the objective versus right. the reaction. You know, you make a really good point. And, and to build off of that, there's also a responsibility when you make a post. You need to be responsible for the thing that you post and you need to be ready for the potential backlash because that's how people, you know, whatever. If you say something that triggers someone, that's their thing. They, they might be ready to go to go to battle right away and you could choose to engage or not. But just, you know, don't get offended. Don't be upset because you got to be responsible for what you post. And once you put it out there, it's out there, right? No take backsies. No take backsies. <laughs> that's right. Even uh, if you do. It's still there. Even if you do, yeah. Someone's got a screenshot of it or something. That was funny because uh, <laughs> when I made that one particular post, the girl who commented the second time, she was like, I actually didn't even see the original typo because I had already finished it by then or fixed it by then. <laughs> She's like, I actually didn't see your post. <laughs> it was funny, but anyhow. It becomes all about the typo that's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, doubt. trying to cover your tracks. So. <laughs> trying to look good. Mm-hmm. Right? This is awesome. So to, to switch gears a little bit, Nicole, I'm obviously super excited to have you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand that you had a little play date with David today. Is that true? Yes. And there well, was, we just sat there. there <laughs> <laughs> I find that impossible to believe. <laughs> I think that there might have been some kind of creative flow there. Do you care to share? Yeah. Well, one thing I'm remembering as I think back to it was how much I appreciated that you know, David went straight to like kind of not in these words, but these are the ones I might use. It's like, hey, what's real and true for you right now? Where are you at? Where are you really at? I, love I that. just love that. Uh, my whole body just goes, oh, yeah, I can just report authentically <laughs> from this. Whatever's going on here is it's being asked for. So I super appreciate appreciated that. And feels good to think about it again um yeah we just kind of wove i don't know we put we each put a few of our major threads on the table or in the air uh, between us and and from my perspective some of it added up to this this whole this whole thing about accountability and agreements yeah Hmm. where some of it was around recognizing that sometimes um, I'm assuming an agreement mm, that hasn't yep. been spoken out loud or that I've, I, I may have like spoken one. I may have even created one with someone with a lot of intention and written it down and said it. And then I might find myself, you know, later on questioning it, wondering what it really means now, whether it's relevant now or not, and the nature of agreements. I I was thinking about one today that has to do with my pretty personal life, which is um, around my, my husband. So I was married for 11 years. And our vows at our wedding were that we would help each other towards self-realization. And then we got divorced. Oh, wow. Mm. Talk about creating something right from the beginning, hey? Yeah. But we didn't do an agreement that was more detailed than that. And then we have the separation agreement that has all these practical pieces in it about how things are going to go now that we're not married. 
And I just thought, wow, you know, there's more, there was actually more like intricate conversation and getting down to all the different levels put into our separation agreement than was put into our marriage vows. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you know what's especially weird about it is that I still adhere to our vows. I still hold that we have that agreement, that promise to each other. Right. I hold my end of it anyway. That's the only end I can hold, right? <laughs> yeah. It's my job. I said I was going to help you in whatever way I could towards your self-realization. So I'm really curious about that. Like, is that something that you guys, because you're, you keep, you're mentioning your vows, is that something that you guys actually talked about and checked in on throughout your marriage? Like, because it's almost like you created an intention and I'm realizing now, because this is what we did with the podcast. This is what we did with the Just Life website that we're developing. It's like you create that mission, vision and values Mm -hmm. and then you actually get to check back and be like, wait a minute, am I living my life in alignment with what I said I was up to? Yeah. And that's what it's for. Right. That's what it's for. Reference. So scorecard. Yeah. Could you have an agreement? Like what what would it look like if if people had a separation agreement that looked like we're going to do what's in the best interest of all concerned. Mm. Like, what would that look like? Now we get to have a conversation about, okay, well, here's our problem, here's our breakdown. Mm. Now, let's put our own shit aside and say, okay, we've got two little kids and an ex-husband and wife. What's in the best interest of all concerned? Mm-hmm. What would that be like? If you, yeah. if you I think you be- nailed it there. Like, that's where it fell down. We didn't have, a, we didn't have, maybe it needed to include, and this is how we're gonna make sure we're doing that. Like, this is our plan. There's going to be monthly check-ins or daily check-ins. Jack Canfield talks about... Do you guys know who Jack Canfield is? Chicken Soup for the Soul? He's one one half of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Incredibly inspiring guy. But, um... He, he does, uh, he does uh, like a, a Sunday night, like him and his wife do a weekly check-in. Mm-hmm. Hey, how good of a husband was I this week? And they have like a scorecard. It's like, okay, great. What do I got to pay attention to? How do how, What do I do? What do I got to pay attention to next week? Right? You guys are laughing, so feel free to contribute. We, no, uh. we have a reason why we're <laughs> oh, laughing. <boy>. So. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, uh, Queenie and I are engaged to be married. Ooh. Uh, so this is shame, shame. really yeah so this week we had actually just taken out the reconnection schedule time so this conversation is landing pretty in relevant direction hey? yeah. yeah and it's really in our face yeah um, and what's interesting is that last night we agreed that our conversations have developed and they've just been more open and authentic so mm-hmm. if we're talking every day then there's really no need for that weekly time set aside for just that. This morning, we had one of our biggest fights. <laughs> I took my ring off and threw it in the car. It was that, just to give you a picture just to be a little of, bit, you know, like, one of what's, those. what's there. It was like one of those. <laughs> like right, 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 right in your face type right thing. Right yeah. yeah, and what was interesting about that, we talked after, and we discovered that we're just human beings at the end of the day, and no matter mm-hmm. how many workability solutions you put into it, we're still gonna feel our emotions. I told him I was making him wrong, and I still felt it. It didn't matter where my mind was. Yeah, totally, because that's just it though. Those emotions are real, and now in the power though there for you guys is in the face of that, you're actually able to observe it and look yeah. at it rather than yeah. ha- have it run you. Because what a lot of times what happens is people get divorced or break down their business or whatever it is because they're angry. 
and they yeah. don't know how to express their emotions and they don't realize that hey i actually love you and i'm angry and why that's okay why don't we wait yeah. till i'm a little less angry and we'll figure out a solution yeah. you know maybe not do it when i'm like really angry so this is really cool for you guys because you guys get to experiment here you're like young good looking sharp people you're in love. You're in a really critical and important uh, time in your relationship. And I'm not an expert at this, by the way, um, at all. But um, do you guys know who Dan Savage is? There's another podcast that yeah. I listen to. Uh, he has a podcast called The Savage Love Podcast. And people write in about all kinds of sex and relationship questions and family stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, often a phrase that comes up on that podcast and different ones that I listen to is a term called NRE. Have you ever heard of that? No new uh, relationship energy. That's right. Have you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like that, the honeymoon phase. That's what they call that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Novelty. this is this is a, a quite um, well documented scientific thing mm-hmm. that like your brains quite literally change during mm-hmm. those first couple of years because everything is new and exciting and everything that they do is like just cute. It's not like annoying or like the worst thing ever. It's a quirk. It's like oh my god, it's so cute. He's the best. <laughs> um, which is which is totally cool, but. What people, I think what the big breakdown with relationships is, is that we think love is real. And take don't take that literally when I say that. Love is real. But like this whole fantasy that we're sold about like the, the quote unquote the one true love and like love conquers all. You know, that might be true if the people who are doing the loving are willing to do the work that it takes to have love conquer all. Yes. That might be actually that true. Preach. That's yeah. Right? It's definitely right. And, and 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 it's Dan, a choice. It totally it's, is. And it's every like day. we made an agreement. And and the other thing, there's like a bunch of different ways to look at this if you want to spin it. I'll just give you guys some stuff and maybe you'll have some things to to contribute. Dan Savage talks a lot about rather than the one, he talks about point sixes. Like there's a whole crap load of point sixes rolling around. That's how it is, though, right? There's no such thing as the yeah. one. Let's. I mean, there's going to be some things about that person that you love. I guarantee there's some things about me that fucking drive my wife nuts, and that's okay. Remember, I won one hell of a point six because I'm willing to work my ass off every day to have her be my one, and she's not. She's a like a point nine five. She's awesome, but she's not the one. Are you kidding me? Like, there's no such thing. That's just my feeling but point the point i'm trying to make here is my wife and i had a conversation a couple of weeks ago that looked like this we get we get to make our marriage as good as it possibly can be we get to make it what we want to make it right yeah Yeah. i hear commitment in that share like you get to make it and a lot of people make relationships right they make children and they don't commit to it so what i'm hearing that you and your wife do is you create the agreement and there's a commitment and that's standing in the commitment is actually what makes it work yeah and then what like what having real conversations about what that's actually going to take yeah right and the other thing is is as you guys all know you're going to be different people tomorrow yeah and you're going to be different people in 10 years and you need to be willing to uh, allow that room for that person to grow and change and some things might happen they might come to you in 10 years and be like, hey, I actually identify as a woman. Hey, I would like to have sex with a, a woman or, or, or a man or whatever. And, and you can't deny the things about yourself that are real and true for you. So if that occurs in a relationship, it's like, does that just mean that those vows and all that time and energy and effort that we put in doesn't matter anymore? 
fuck that, I'm out. Hey, God, by the way, I oops, I, I, like I cheated. Oh, you're the worst person ever. I'm out. Does that sound like commitment? Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that just represents me to something Queenie always asks me. You still going to love me if I'm 200 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> well, commitment's there. Of course I am. Yeah, but at the same time, you know what's interesting about that? That's a really good point. Like, how could you handle that? It's like, okay, well, I would love you, and I'd also be concerned for your health. Exactly. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. <laughs> right? But, and there's, you know, here's the other thing too, like, I don't want to get too far into vanity and feel free to jump in, but it's like, what do you do about that? Because can you go and have a conversation with your wife that says like, or your husband that says, hey, look, you know what? I love you to death and I want to be turned on. And we kind of have a responsibility because if you're going to be that person's sexual partner, it's not really fair for you to like, literally, if you got a problem, let's go figure out a way to deal with it. Don't just let yourself go and be like, okay, yeah, and be a cliche. Oh, yeah, sex. Oh, we're married. Fuck, that kind of shit drives me crazy. People are like, sex? Oh, we don't have sex anymore. We're married. Well, you're not going to be married for very long. <laughs> I promise you that. Or you, or you might be. You know, oh, if that's yeah. Where you put your rubric, like yeah. It's, it, that marriage you can't get out of. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes the idea of holding a commitment um, kind of becomes the thing you push against because when needs and longings and values and desires aren't being met, aren't being acknowledged, aren't being honored... And you're you're doing it because you're committed. Oh, that that's just like turning turning a what could be something into something else. Like it's under pressure and has no room and uh, it's no longer real. It's yeah, it's inauthentic. There's no it's contentment really, right? Yeah, you're this... surviving, not living. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that cliche. Yeah. This is some some super powerful stuff. Do you see how like some deep and meaningful things can oh, be yeah. born out of nowhere? So in, in in wrapping this up, like I'm just super present to how badass you guys are. That that got pretty intense, some of those parts of that conversation, and you guys just took it in stride. I'm impressed. <laughs> but uh, just to wrap this up, have a have a think on what is it that you're actually up to in the world? What are you committed to? And then when's the last time you actually examined those commitments and the things that you're up to and you're thinking around those things? Because there are a lot of people operating in, in default programs and wondering why things are going the way that things are going. So maybe it's just time to have conversations with some people in your life um, and examine what it is that you're up to. And this doesn't just go for loving relationships. It goes for all of your relationships including the one with yourself. So this has been episode 42 of the GIST podcast. I think it was pretty successful for a completely new dynamic. Yeah. Um, I don't want to forget to ask people to write in. What did you hear in this episode for yourself? If we don't hear anything, yell I in. Because I guarantee there was a ton of value here. We all have relationships in our life. So what's there for you? Say hi at the GIST.life. We want to hear from you. Peace. <laughs>